Yo, welcome back to the Return to Play podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Navarra, OTR. With me as always, Danny, the PT. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing. I'm doing all right. Still hurting from the uh, from the Steelers uh, junior varsity performance, as as Mike Tomlin would put it. But nailed my lock of the week or my draw of the week. Well, both my lock of the week and draw of the week actually. But the crew gave up a, a game tying goal in the 95th minute. That's three out of the last four draws of the week I've hit. So you'd be up several units if you listened to me. So got a good post coming. Good podcast coming, man. I can't even talk. Uh, <laughs> Such a good podcast coming. Steelers Browns tomorrow. I'm sure we'll get it. We'll get into that. Uh, and uh, I do. I want to take this time to formally apologize to the Philadelphia Eagles. I said. I said I wasn't buying the hype, and they look every bit of a of a real team. Jalen Hurts has absolutely blossomed into a legit QB. It looks like, and I and I love it for him. Great guy. Great player. I uh I'm I'm buying the Eagles now officially and that that's all I got. Yeah, I have I got as much Jalen Hurts and uh Devontae Smith shares in best ball as I could whenever whenever they landed to me. So good good payoff so far and pretty much my Nick Sirianni coach of the year looking pretty good. Uh other than that, I think all of my seasonal picks are dead, <laughs> dead in the water. I might have a couple good good ones floating out there still, but uh, Bears to have the the most losingest record that might be might might happen. That that still looks good too. But I think we can just get into it. I think we can get into the injury news, kind of a few big names, and then mostly most teams are pretty healthy still. Most of uh, the injuries, you know, still warm weather. Injuries aren't as prevalent yet. Uh, look for, uh, you know, I feel like all the couple big people go out for the year around week four-ish. So week four-ish is my guess. We're going to have a, a big name out for the season. We already had one guy out for the season, and that's Trey Lance. Poor guy, only had one start in a fucking mud pit in that shithole of the stadium the Chicago Bears have. Iconic stadium, but uh, now is a shithole. Yeah, what do you got on Trey Lance? I don't have much on it. It's pretty cut and dry out for the season. Should be back next year with no lingering issues. Yeah, they didn't give out a whole lot of details. I did think it was funny, though. They kept the, the commentators were all, you know, like, oh, Trey Lance, he might, he might be out for a little bit. And then, like, Schefter came out after the game, and they're like, yeah, he's uh, – He's done for this season. I'm like, no kidding, guys. His his foot was pointing the wrong way. I'm like, I'm like you're not just gonna you don't come back. That's not that's not a day to day injury. But uh, looks like uh, fractured fibula and some ligamentous damage is uh, is all that the info that I've seen. Um, successful surgery already. He's he's done for the year. But yeah, should be back 100. percent Your your fibula injury is is much easier to come back from than than a tibula tibia or a <laughs> compound both tibia fibula so looks like the tibia was actually intact which is interesting considering how crooked his his leg looked but i do want to say trey lance has a fat pair of nuts because if you watch if you watch the replay right after afterwards a couple of his dudes 
tried to help him up. He tried to get up and stand, and then was like, "Nah, no, I can't." He actually tried to stand on that leg. So yeah, the, he did fat, the coke. fat pair on on Trey Lance. Yeah, another quarterback with a uh, significant ish injury is Justin Herbert. I tweeted out during the game. Wouldn't be surprised if he cracked his rib here. That was a layup call. Uh, pretty obvious when you literally pointing to where your ribs are, but you're still able to go in the game probably means uh, you just have a hairline fracture in the ribs there. And he came, he came out and uh, slung it down the field. Uh, it literally one of the most insane things I, I remember seeing in an NFL game. He like gave him the rope a dope with uh, on, on third and two could have just literally power walked to the first down line out of bounds. And he just looked at how far away it was still. He said, fuck it. Just threw it into the dirt, said, fuck this. I'm done. And then comes out the next play, throws a dime for a touchdown. A pretty crazy scenario there. Kudos to him, too, for playing with that rib pain. I, I've never broken a rib or anything, but my goodness, like, gotta be, gotta be a tough tough thing to deal with to concentrate even with that amount of pain i believe he'll play this week uh the team doctor's under some scrutiny too i I, he's the guy that same guy is still on the team for almost killing tyrod taylor now tyrod taylor suing him uh for five million dollars because he missed that entire season when he had a chance to start yeah so team doctor should probably be fired in la there he's probably a phony like everyone else in la Maybe maybe Herbert just trusts this doctor because because of this doctor is why Herbert was starting to begin with. So Herbert might not have exploded onto the scene quite as quickly if it if it weren't for this doc. So maybe maybe he's uh in cahoots with with Justin Herbert. Who knows? Could be. Uh, either way, well, he didn't help him out too much on su- Thursday night because he's just like, yeah, you're fine. You can. And uh, he didn't crack the ribs any more than that than what had happened that we know of. But to continue playing without like stopping to go get an x-ray like i understand but like that's your franchise quarterback that uh you're you're building around and it's just like ah he might have a cracked rib or two but fuck it we're down we're only down by 13 to the chiefs in the fourth quarter i think they're down 10 at that point i I don't know uh so let's keep going on lamar uh bumped his elbow put a sleeve on he said he'll be all right yeah, Lamar limited practice, but Harbaugh says he will play. Be interesting to see what what goes on with that. I don't. Yeah, I mean, he his elbow obviously looked fine during the game, at least until the fourth quarter when Tua was making his his run. But yeah, I I got nothing else to add there. Well, then we will go to running backs. James Connor rolled his ankle, probably a sprain. It got rolled up on too, I believe. Sprain. I could see him being out. A couple of weeks. I can't remember now what. I think he he did not practice today, Wednesday. So look out for him. If he does not practice again uh, Thursday, I would I would guess that he's going to be out for Sunday. They have a couple backups that can probably get to carry the load. Although they are playing uh, the Rams, probably gonna need everyone you can get to keep up with the Rams offense. I'm they're gonna start clicking here. I think. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet that game uh, with a ten and a half foot pole. Uh, two fucky teams so far. Well, well, I don't even want to get started on the Cardinals. Two weeks in a row, literally ripping my heart out and shitting all of the money out of my ass. Would be up. I'd be up on the year if 
if it weren't for the Arizona Cardinals fisting me two weeks in a row. So I don't know. I got to take a week off from the Cardinals and reassess here, but I will get my money back on you, the Cardinals. Wide receiver, Jerry Judy, rib, shoulder. You you kind of read up on this. Why don't you tell us about Judy? Yeah, let me uh, – I want to touch on Connor first. I, I do uh, – He after the game, he did walk – he didn't return, but afterwards when they won, he was on the field kind of celebrating with his team. Didn't look too bad. So I would say probably more likely that he plays this week. But, yeah, like Steve touched on, monitor his uh, his practice status. And leading into receivers, I will say I just read about uh, Rondale Moore also day-to-day, so might come back this week. Cliff Kingsbury said, quote, We've got to just see how this progresses. So if you were planning on Rondale Moore as a high-risk, high-reward flex play, he might be back this week. Yeah, going further into receivers, Jerry Judy, like Steve said, couldn't find a lot of detail on this. He came down all the weight on his shoulder and the weight of the defender on his shoulder, designated as a rib-slash-shoulder injury, x-rays negative. Other than that, I've seen no info. So probably some kind of like AC sprain or something. Some kind of sprain, obviously, if, if the x-rays are negative. I would say he probably would, would miss time maybe a week or two, but he's another one to monitor the the practice status. Hunter Renfro, unfortunately, lost the game game losing fumble, got hit, concussed. I think he'll probably play next week, but obviously the concussion protocol monitor his status throughout the week. Yeah. Oh, Hunter Renfro, one of my, a fan favorite, I should just say. Everyone likes watching him play and Interesting that they didn't look at the uh, helmet-to-helmet contact there on that tackle. Definitely a launching mechanism towards Hunter Renfro's head and neck. But, you know, since it was like such a huge play in in overtime, I guess the rules kind of change. And and thus my bets lose. And Kittle, I, I have him down there in heating pad or ice pack. But return to practice with a, a limited capacity uh with the groin obviously hasn't played yet this year jimmy g's back uh kind of peculiar timing for uh kittle's return i'm just kidding nothing to do with each other what do you got for kittle i think he'll he'll play when he does come back and play i think he he plays full go he's a veteran guy uh so if he's in heating pad I think, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think all signs are pointing to him playing this week, especially if he lodges a full week of practice. But, yeah, I'd heating pad him, too. If, if he Just practices be- all week, heating pad, he's probably he's probably 100%. Yeah, and none of the other receivers have many reps with Jimmy G, so it's not like he's at a disadvantage compared to the rest of his uh, co-workers catching passes from Jimmy G. And moving on to everyone else. Tonight, if you're listening to this on day one listener, then you'll know Devion Clowney is out with an ankle injury and Chase Winovich hamstring. So a couple guys for the Browns there are out. Steelers are plus four and a half. Steelers are also running a Pop Warner offense. We'll see how that game goes. You got anything on that? Just keep keep moving. Uh, yeah, just, just a whole lot of edge rushers out in that game. So it'll be interesting to see how that affects the, you know, the style of play, obviously TJ Watt being out for the Steelers as well. So both teams kind of missing impact players rushing the passer. 
I got nothing. Nothing significant to add. The total of that game is a very low 38 and a half. And as we're kind of talking this out, a lot of defensive guys are out. Uh, Might not be bad to take the over here. I still like the under. I don't trust either of these teams to score 20. Well, Nick Chubb could maybe score 20 on our defense by by himself if we're playing like uh, how we did last week against uh, the Pats, kind of passive, passive. uh, Can't talk. It's going great. I can't stop. The Cardinals are in my head. Let's go on. Harrison Butker did not practice again, so monitor him. He he may not play again this week. Uh, I would be surprised, though. I get he did not practice. I mean, it, groin um, or it's the left ankle, his non-kicking ankle. So you know, if that thing isn't right, and he's uh, doesn't feel like he can give a full force, then it's not going to be accurate either. If he doesn't have to kick it full force, it, it, something's off with the kicker game. Kicker's got to be kind of perfect and in sync. So I wouldn't rush him back if I were the Chiefs. Would you want to do anything before I – why don't we do the Titans and then I'll finish with the Ravens so you can talk about the Titans. Yeah, yeah Titans kind of getting decimated by injuries here early on. Um, already lost Harold Landry for the season with the – ACL now Bud Dupree goes down with a hip injury but they're saying that doesn't look significant so I expect Bud Dupree to be back this week Taylor Luan looked bad some type of knee injury I'm not seeing a lot of details on this either um still undergoing further tests is the the latest that I saw but I I did also read he was seen uh no brace walking no limp certainly looks more promising than when he was uh, limping off the field there on national television so titans might have dodged two bullets there we'll just keep keep posted for uh for more details yes and oh, i'm looking at the san francisco line everybody is betting on the the 49ers 91% of the money so i would bet the broncos if i were you guys that's what I was looking at while you were talking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I just, I'm, listen, I've had a long day. I'm tired. I'm, I'm here. I'm doing it. I'm grinding it out. But my, my brain is like a fuzzy television. It's like my brain right now is trying to watch a porn pay-per-view on your cable box with the fuzzy lines because you didn't actually buy it. <laughs> um, you didn't laugh. Now we got to add a laugh track to that. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air live studio audience type of thing. Yeah, maybe I don't have time tonight to to edit that or figure out how to do that. Um, But I do need to figure out maybe how to add some sound effects and stuff into there. I need to add that to my fucking to-do list. Um, Oh, God, we need to cut all that out. The point I wanted to make here before we get into heating pad ice pack is everyone, including guys like Mike Lombardi and, you know, Bill Simmons and guys that cover the NFL respectively. And I do respect both of their opinions, but definitely Mike Lombardi is a football genius. <clears throat> They're shitting down uh, the Ravens defensive coordinator's neck because he was play he was playing single single coverage on Tyree Kill man to man with the cornerback. But nobody mentioned at all that Marlon Humphreys exited the game in the second half with a knee injury, I believe. You know, when your best cornerback is out, you're going to have to change what formation you're in. You're going to have to change 
the entire scheme basically because you did not plan for that that guy Marlon Humphreys is on the field 100% of the defensive snaps you have no backup plan in the the fourth quarter of a game of what to do so I think people are shitting on him too much and not looking at that um context of of their game plan and it's like yeah he, they should have bracket covered it hill but then you still like Miami offense is very dynamic this year, especially with a good Chase Edmonds at running back. So if you were to bracket cover Hill, then you still got to worry about Waddle and Gesicki getting open, or you still got to respect the run game by keeping, you know, seven, eight guys in the box. I don't think it, you know, fuck the Ravens though. Don't get me wrong like that, you know. I think it was a little unfair, misguided criticism there. Get the whole story, people. Okay, let's go straight into you got it. Oh, the beautiful thing, the beautiful thing about how shitty that Pittsburgh game was, and like how like pathetic yes. and like frustrating it was, is like as soon as it ended, we tuned to Ravens Browns, Browns because those games were still ongoing. So like it was like fuck, I hate my life. Like <laughs> the Steelers suck. Like I'm I'm fucking I'm 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 done. And then it was like oh Ravens choked a giant lead. Oh Browns choked a giant lead. All right, all right, yeah. Sundays are fun. Again. <laughs> It's not so bad. It was getting the popsicle after getting a shot at the doctor. That's exactly uh, what it was. Uh, you don't get a popsicle. You get a sucker. What am I saying? Uh, I guess that was my Spider-Man Band-Aid. <laughs> uh, heating pad ice pack brought to you by nobody because we don't have any sponsors. Um, if you'd like to sponsor this segment, please reach out. We will give you a handsome offer. Let's start with Jameis Winston. Got the back fractures, t- tweeted out. I thought it w- may have been some posterior rib injury at first was my first speculation because no way you know you can fracture your spine and not risk any more or further injury. But I guess like uh, what the transverse um, prominence, the tra- the transverse bone, I guess that could probably be fractured and not. Uh, I know there's an answer to this, like thinking about it, but now I forget and I didn't write it down. God. I don't know what I don't know where you're going. Tra- I think transverse process was was the word you're stumbling on. Correct. But uh, what are you what are you, you saying? As far- I'm saying you talk about Jameis Winston while I look this look it up for real quick. Jameis Winston. Uh, you never know with Jameis Winston. You never know who you're gonna get. They're playing at Carolina, who has actually had good. I mean, but they've played freaking Daniel Jones and. Kobe Brissett. So, like, yeah, there have been two bad quarterback showings against them fantasy wise, but it's also two terrible quarterbacks. So, I don't know. Uh, I'll ice pack Jameis Winston. You can't trust him, and he looked awful last week. Yeah, it's, uh, it's tough for, for old Jameis. Uh, you know, I think he can, he can pull it out. He can, he can come back from this if anybody can. But, you know, as I'm reading about this a little bit, I still haven't found an answer to my question, but literally uh, pain, bowel and bladder uh, issues, muscle spasticities, high blood pressure. Uh, those are just uh, some of the things that come along with a <laughs> fractured vertebrae. But I think, you know, most of those things are more if your spinal cord gets hurt. Either way, the guy's playing with pain. This is, might be my worst podcast of all time. <laughs> Everyone's got to have a, a, a bad one. I'm hot. The fan's not on high enough. Let's just go to running backs. Uh, heating pad. J.K. Dobbins got a full practice in today. That's interesting. I think he will play now this week. I think the Ravens 
miss him dearly and it seems like they have been ramping him up with a a smart and consistent protocol and now he's this will be his second week of full practices sprinkled in if he practices full again tomorrow thursday then i definitely say he plays but like we said last week ice pack him his first week back because he's definitely gonna split the split the targets, split the snaps with Kenyon Drake and whoever else back there, Mike Davis. If he but if he pops off, then you know, they might they might just ride the hot hand by if they're taking it smart this thus far, I think they'll continue to be smart and have, and premeditated snap count this week back. What do you got? I am also a nice pack, I think. I I highly, highly doubt that he gets a full workload. I do expect him to play, but I think they'll kinda ease him into it desperately need like a flex play maybe you could play him as a touchdown dependent kind of guy but i'm an ice pack here uh deont uh swift deandre deandre with a drug you know what we're gonna flip here you 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 start the rest of this list you start i'll i'll come second yeah swift i'm a i'm a heating pad even in limited touches last week he still was explosive and productive so more along this week I'm a heating pad. Yeah, heating pad, pretty simple. Alvin Kamara, uh, limited practice today, expected to play as of right now. I don't know who, how, the, how people are determining that. <laughs> That's literally what we do. I determined that he will play, in my opinion, but uh, I'll, I'll give it like a 75% chance he plays, and I think they're going to need him divisional game against the Panthers, so I'd expect him – to at least get, you know, 50, 60% of the snaps and, and maybe do a back-by-committee thing with Ingram would be the smart thing. But Kamara doesn't need many snaps to make something special happen. You know, he's a good DFS play because I think a lot of people would be off of him this week, scared of the injury. But I, I, I do like him against the Panthers here. Uh, what do you got? I'm a heating pad but kind of for different reasons than you said. I, I don't think he'll be a very good DFS play simply because he'll probably, he'll probably be on less of a snap count total than his normal. He won't maybe not be 100%, so I don't think he'll be worth as expensive as he'll be in DFS. Um, but even even on limited touches, Kamara's too explosive and dynamic of a player that in your fantasy leagues, he's obviously worth the start if he's active so i'm a heating pad for for your fantasy league he is in i have him in our fantasy league which i am owing to in stinking my my uh lineup stinks if anyone in the league is listening to this i am open to trades i will say that alvin kamara is seven thousand on DraftKings, so you're looking at him to get 14 points basically to make it worthwhile in in a cash game uh, 14 points, he's going to have to score a touchdown. Yeah, if you do a lot of uh, lineups, I think he's worth a sprinkle. That's I'm downgrading him now to an ice pack. <laughs> but DFS, depends on your volume. Wide receivers, the Ravens wide receiver room, kind of a mess. Devin Duvernay out with a concussion, out, out during the game. Will probably return kind of the same thing as T. Higgins last week. Pretty simple, cut and dry. He'll be back in one week. And then James Proche, the second, is has his first limited practice back today with the team. The wide receiver core is kind of banged up, so 
I could see him getting some reps if he if he is activated. Uh, I definitely think he could be a big big splash play guy. Like, oh, he's back! Like we didn't even know type of thing. You're watching football on Sunday, and it's like, oh, James Proch with the 45 yard touchdown from from Lamar. So I could I can envision that happening. So uh, I'll just say Proch I like as a, a dart throw in DFS. Duvernay, if you got him on your team, maybe a flex spot. I'm an ice pack for both of these guys. I don't think I don't trust anybody receiving the ball for the Ravens <laughs> other than I mean, obviously Mark Andrews is always a heating pad. Rashad Bateman's kinda gonna be boom or bust, but the Ravens are, are run heavy, even when they're utilizing Lamar Jackson. A lot of his touches are runs, not throws. So nobody nobody outside of Andrews is getting consistent enough targets for me to be a, a heating pad here. Yeah, they're at the Patriots. So Patriots getting some AFC North action here to start. (laughs) The Green Bay Packers wide receivers were all limited in practice except for one man, and that's Romeo Dubes. You know, where I I was telling Danny earlier, I think Green Bay Packers are a team right now that need to practice together. Yes, they beat the shit out of the shitty stinking Bears, but they're they're going from playing a bottom 10 defense to playing a top 10 eight defense in the Buccaneers going to be a different result uh, uh, for their offense this week. I think they still lean on running the ball again. I think that might be their identity even this year is is a run first team and let Aaron Rodgers just, you know, throw when he wants to on his terms. Now, obviously, you got to have a lead or be close to, to play like that. But I think with the Buccaneers, th- th- that's going to be a close game. A 430 game, you know, it's going to be kind of funky. NFC champion, NFC divisional rematch from last year. Uh, and Tom got really lucky. I know they, they got lucky on a couple plays at the end to win that game. So I think the Packers do want to come out and really kick their ass. And Tampa Bay doesn't look super hot right now, but I think they'll get everyone back on offense as well to kind of break that game down so romeo dubes heating pad to the max i i I will play him in uh dfs this week for sure i'm an ice pack here kind of for similar reasons i'm an ice pack on the whole on all green i'm not trusting any green bay packer receiver this year now until proven otherwise sammy watkins has shown a couple big plays but his touches aren't consistent enough they actually have their leading receiver right now has six catches. They have four people tied with six catches, and two of them are running backs. So <laughs> don't trust any Green Bay Packers wide receiver until uh, someone can start putting some consistent performances together. Big ice pack. Yeah, and again, they were a great best ball uh, team to have because it's going to be, I think, I think going forward there's going to be Boom, guys, you know, each week having bigger weeks, and then and they're, they're going to spread the love around there. But I, I think the best people to have right now are the Green Bay Packer running backs. If you could try to trade for one, that hey, anyone want to trade, uh, trade me? Shit, I'll, I might consider AJ Dillon for Kamara if the Saints are just going to be freaking injured all year. Let's move on to Kenny Galladay. He's got a bruised ego. Cleared out his locker at, immediately after the game and didn't stay for the the beat writers to cut when they came in the locker room. He probably will get a fine for that. He doesn't care. He made like $20 million to be on the Giants this year. 
He played in two snaps, and so yeah, he's he's down bad right now. I, I can relate. Kenny Galladay, the most obvious ice pack ever. I don't think they plan on using him anytime soon. Worst free agent signing of the past couple seasons. I was I was pumped when they signed him. You know. Bring some big talent. I was like, you know, another weapon for that offense would give Saquon keep the eyes off of Saquon a little bit more. You know, give him give him more opportunities. But uh, did not happen at all. Terrible signing. Impressed with uh, how they've looked under Brian Dable's first two games though. But yeah, if you have Kenny Galladay stashed on your teams, just cut him. He played two snaps, and that doesn't seem to improve. That's not going to like significantly improve at all this season. It it doesn't seem like so. I drafted him in a few leagues in like the very last round, and but he's already he's he's gone. <laughs> yes, so let's move on to the tight ends. Few notable injuries we already covered. Kittle. So moving on to Dalton Schultz, he sprained his PCL, which is the uh, ligament that crosses. It makes an X, so to speak, with the ACL in the dead center of the knee. You don't really need it for a whole lot. It kind of prevents your knee from hyper extending backwards. Kind of a low risk to re-injure it. So I think if he's feeling good, it still should be a one to two weeks off, but they're saying he's kind of questionable, possibly will play this week. I I think they shouldn't. So, uh, you know, obvious ice pack here. But also interestingly with the Cowboys, uh, they said that Michael Gallup might come back and play this week even. It's possible that he can get some some targets this week. So keep an eye on that, on Michael Gallup's practice schedule going into the weekend. What do you got for Dalton Schultz? I'm a big ice pack. I'm not too concerned about the injury like Steve touched on. It's not nearly as functional as your ACL. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott actually played most of the season last year on a torn PCL. Um, and got that addressed in the off season. So obviously, I mean, his numbers were down, but he's still productive. So it's, you know, it's something you can play through. But I'm just an ice pack on Schultz in general until Dak gets back. This is a guy who was going way, way too early in drafts. He was too highly ranked to begin with. Um, so he's, you know, he's under uh, under his value with Cooper Rush throwing him the ball, not worth a play in, in DFS at all until draft until Dak comes back. Yeah, finally, Dawson Knox played through the whole game but had a minor foot injury that he was kind of gingerly walking about on the sidelines. So, you know, he'll play, but my God, uh, it's kind of like the other teams with too many options. Like Dawson Knox, you know, might not see the ball because he might not have to. Uh, you know, he's he's kind of been used for blocking a lot lately. And I, I have seen him open, though. And then, um, you know, Josh finds somebody else open even. So I don't know what to make of Dawson Knox. I have a ton of Dawson Knox in best ball. So hopefully he can have some boom weeks here soon. I don't think it will be this week, though, with the Bills playing the Dolphins. Dolphins, pretty good defense. But who knows? That, that might we need to look up how uh, Dawson Knox does against the Dolphins historically, but that uh, go ahead, go ahead. You you talk. I'll scroll. I'll, I'll scroll. I'll look at his splits while I'm talking. But I'm a, I'm a heating pad on Dawson Knox. I know it's been very underwhelming thus far, two games into the season. But they're not going to blow everybody out like they did the Titans. 
So, you know, he's always going to be, as long as Josh Allen's throwing the ball, Dawson Knox is going to be a very high-ceiling guy. He's always worth a play in my book. It looks like his career numbers versus the Dolphins is not actually that good, though. Hmm. Averages 27.2 yards and .4 touchdowns in his in his five games versus the Dolphins. But, I mean, that's his first two years, he didn't do much anyways, so that's that's kind of a skewed. Let me let me look at his game logs just from last season only versus the Dolphins. I think that'll give you a better uh, reference. Yeah, I'm looking uh, at that. Too. 17 yards and a touchdown the first one, and then the second one he did not play with with injury. So so 2020. <laughs> so who who knows? I'm a heating pad. Screw it. Play Dalton Schultz. He's you know with with Josh Allen slinging it, he could have three touchdowns or he could have zero points, but. Out of your tight end, you if if you have a tight end that can boom like that, uh, I can win you a, some you know, weight. Yeah, that'll that'll definitely yeah it'll it'll win you a little coin. Well, that covers all the NFL news. Let's move on to everybody's favorite segment, draw of the week. And Danny has been scorching hot with the draws. You consider most of these draws are a little over two to one. So I think you're up like. Six, eight units right now since we restarted here for season two. Yeah, something like that. I'll, uh, I, you know, uh, so we got a little bit of an international break here. So, um, U.S. has has a couple exhibitions coming up, which I'm I'm pumped for. Um, we'll see see them in the the new ugly kits, but hopefully they they look lights out and well prepped for Qatar. But I'm going to the UEFA Nations League. I like uh, England at Italy. I like that to end in a tie. England kind of got embarrassed in their last set of games. Uh, got spanked by Hungary twice, actually. Um, now they're in the bottom of that group and in, in desperate desperation mode. So I think they I think they get a draw in Italy. I don't like them to get a win. Italy's too good to, to lose at home, but I like I like the draw. I'll say I'll say a one-one draw. Yeah, I don't hate that. I hate Italy for not making the World Cup, but moving on to my pick, it's Belgium at Netherlands. Same deal here. Uh, Nations League, they are playing on Sunday at 2.45. They're tied in goals against. They're within two goals for their total goals. Uh, Two very, very good international teams here. Belgium on the road kind of might take them down a half step, although they're not traveling too far to the Netherlands. You know, maybe a 2-2 draw, maybe a little extra scoring going on in this one. Who knows? Uh, Their last ones, Netherlands won 4-1. But the two before that, 2018 and 2016, they drawed. So let's uh, repeat history here. I think uh, that brings us to our next segment. What would that be? First, first, before we get into it, completely unrelated, but I, I just want to touch on uh, Happy Trails. Joe Hayden decided to retire today. As I a think Brown. He, uh, he, as a Brown, which I understand. That was his first team and where he had his, his, his best years, his prime. Very productive player for the Steelers. As good as as many as the, uh, as many good defenses as Pittsburgh has had, they have not had a lot of great corners. So he, it was nice to have Joe Hayden for these five years. Um, the past nine games that he missed, Pittsburgh went one and eight without him, which I've I've touched on several times. I wanted them to bring him back. 
I'm assuming he 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 initially wanted to come back, but I'm assuming he wasn't he, he was only getting like you know the vet men as an offer, and at that point he was probably like, nah, that ain't worth it. I'm retiring. So happy trails, Joe Hayden. We loved having you. Perfectly segueing into our next segment, we got the LGBTQIA plus player of the week, and I got to give it back to my boy Carl Nassib. Big fumble recovery, big big win for the Bucks over their uh, their arch rival, the Saints, who who had beaten them. Four times in a row in the regular season since Brady got there. So big win for the Bucks. Carl Nassib getting a fumble recovery. Love it. My Penn State boy gets the gets the nod. LGBTQIA plus player of the week, Carl Nassib. All right. So let's get to the greasy gambling picks. I went two and one, actually, with my lock being the Houston Texans. They almost they almost fucked me, but they didn't. They held in there strong. And covered the nine and a half. At one point, they were looking like they they were going to steal a, a road win against the Broncos. There, uh, a, a shitty game. Uh, I was kind of half watching, and I also had the Lions Commanders over, which crushed. That was that was a fun one that I hit. I was like, ah, I knew it. Moving into it, uh, Danny, you hit your lock, but lost your other two. Why don't I do the records real quick? I'm three and three. Jimmy's three and three. Danny two and four. What do you yeah, got? Slow this start. Week? A, slow start again. But we're gonna turn it around. You got uh, Jimmy's zero and two in his locks though. So at least I hit my lock. Yeah. But I'm I'm turning it around. I know I said that last year and still got off to a crazy slow start. But uh, I'm not letting it happen again. I promise you that. I'm coming at you with two Thursday picks actually. So hopefully you guys are listening early. A lock. I did. I did it last year. I, there's. There's no way that Pittsburgh should be an underdog to Cleveland, even. Even when Tomlin gets the kicker knocked out for no reason, Pittsburgh still finds a way to win. So Pittsburgh plus four and a half at Cleveland. N- there's just no shot. I, I don't even need to take the points. I'm. I'd, I'd take the money line. Pittsburgh's winning that. So lock it in. I'm gonna see. I've been trying to get somebody to go with me to the game, and nobody. Both both fan bases are just massively embarrassed by their team because I cannot find a soul to go with me. So I'll probably scalp some tickets and make my wife go sit in the nosebleeds with me. <laughs> but uh, so that's my lock of the week. Um, Pittsburgh just they're not they're not losing to Cleveland. They're not losing to Jacoby Brissett, even if TJ Watt's not there. I don't care. Uh, um, well, just the the over under eighty seven percent of the money is on the under. With almost seventy percent of the bets, so everybody is taking the under in this game. It's amazing, and everybody is taking the Steelers. And oh, fuck, are they really that? that yeah, seventy-five percent money in bets. All, all the money on the on the Niners scared me off of that game, but I do like another Thursday game that I like. Why not start zero and two on a Thursday and just be miserable for the whole week? You know, but uh, so I like the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. I'm going on the road to uh, Georgia State. They're only a two-point favorite. This is not Coastal Carolina. You know, this is, they're off back-to-back 11-win seasons. This is not. They lost a lot of talent. Put some guys in the NFL. This is not. This is not the same team. Not nearly the same caliber of team as last year. But as long as Grayson McCall is under center, I'm I'm taking them to beat anybody in the Sun Belt other than App State. You know, they're they're three and zero. They've limped to three wins over over bad teams. Like I said, they've won 11 games two years in a row. It's a team that knows how to win. They got a veteran, great veteran quarterback. So regardless of how bad the talent around him is, I like Coastal Carolina to win big tomorrow or, or thir- today, whatever. Whenever you're listening to this podcast, when are you putting it up? I'm tonight gonna do it or, tonight. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So 
Well, if you're if you're a listener, as soon as it drops, get these picks in because they're they're hitting. And then uh, over the weekend, I really like Baylor plus two and a half at Iowa State. Um, Iowa State looks good. Matt Campbell's always going to have that team ready to compete with anybody. Uh, but kind of similar situation, they too lost a lot of talent last year. Um, I think Baylor's the better team. It'll be a close game, but I I like Baylor to win outright. I think they got more talent, but we'll see. So I like Baylor plus the points, two and a half. All right. Well, I'll I'll just rattle off Jimmy's here. He has Green Bay Packers plus one and a half at the Bucks. I uh, don't like that pick, but eh. and then he's got the Ravens minus two and a half at the Patriots. Two road teams. I think he took three. He took three NFL road teams. His lock which making his lock of the week, the Lions plus five and a half at the Minnesota Vikings, uh, or NFC North matchup there. So I don't hate taking the points in any divisional game. Lions are playing pretty spicy right now. I actually do kind of like that pick. And interestingly enough, uh, I, I don't look at, I didn't look at Danny's picks before he said them. And I don't know if he had that. He doesn't have, what I wrote my picks down on. So we have a little contradiction here. My lock of the week is the Georgia State Panthers plus two and a half. It's two and a half on FanDuel. So you have you have them minus two and a half. They're, uh, they're winning by 10, so it doesn't it doesn't matter. It's hilarious ju- that you have that. <laughs> I I looked at that this morning on the toilet and I said, ah, Georgia State kind of kind of just like that by looking at it in the game. And then uh, I looked at the numbers when we were prepping. 71% of the bets are on Coastal Carolina, yet 85% of the money is on the Georgia State Panthers, making it a massive every it's 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 the whole public is on coastal carolina yet all of the major betters the big betting is on georgia state so very interesting money movement there and the sharp play georgia state uh let's go panthers grayson mccall as long as he's as long as he's got that does he still have a mullet they all used to have mullets I don't care. Grayson McCall's not losing to Georgia State. Doesn't matter. <laughs> they'll, they'll win by one point, and and I'll and I'll technically be right, but I'll miss the pick. What's the punishment? Do we have a punishment this week? Well, finish your picks. Yeah, I have the Falcons and Seahawks over forty-one and a half. Geno Smith, he's got some good targets to throw to. They have no run game, but uh, the Falcons, I don't know. They put up some points off of some craziness. This seems like a really crazy, fucky game. Two pretty bad teams playing. I'm not going to touch the spread, but I am going to root for points in it. That's that's what I'm taking there. And then I hadn't really decided on a third game yet, so this is going to be totally off the cuff. This is a disgusting pick. It's another Thursday night college game. Oh, no, no. I, I changed. Uh, uh, the old Philly fake out. I'm going with Saturday, 3.30 p.m., Notre Dame, North Carolina. I'm going to take the over in that as well. It's over 56. Over 56 and a half on FanDuel. So I got to fuck. I got to get the hook there. Uh, I like I like that pick. 
Yeah. Well, Carolina thank you. Can't stop anybody. Yeah. Thank you. So uh, th- those are my picks: two overs, and then the Georgia State Panthers plus two and a half. So now I'm definitely going to have to have two screens out Thursday night. Big, big screen, obviously, on Steelers, and I will be now watching this. Oh, and by the, I put I put five units on Georgia State while we were recording. <laughs> And I had no clue you picked you picked the other side. Uh, five units on Georgia State, but I I bought the half a point, so I have Georgia State plus three uh, with that. So let's go Panthers! I think that does it for us. We're exactly we're at exactly fifty minutes plus some editing. So good. We gotta we gotta we need a we need a punishment though. We gotta oh. we gotta come up with some um, something that Jimmy's not gonna do when he misses his lock. <laughs> Well, do the egg again. I was about to say egg. Lock. I was about yeah. to say egg, egg, egg on the head. So loser has to to crack an egg on in their hair, and uh, and you have to shampoo your hair with the egg. A little oh bit. man, yeah, with the egg and the shell. You got oh, you you took this Georgia State Panthers. That's a massive L. You got oh yeah. That's how. Oh. Yeah. Go shant the clears, baby. I'm gonna watch Nick Chubb put up put up 70 fantasy points on the Steelers, and I'm gonna watch Georgia State uh win by I don't know. They'll, they'll win though. They'll win in the but I'm gonna say less than a touchdown. It's gonna be a close affair. Yeah, I think that does it for us this week. Follow us at Return to Play Pod on Twitter. We're we got some good tweets going. We got another follower. We're up one follower since last episode. <laughs> Go us. And yeah, I think that I think we're good. You got any last comments? I just hope I'm not pissed off tomorrow if I spend money to go watch Pittsburgh lose the Browns somehow. There's no way. There's no way. The Browns are trash. There's no way. It's the it's the it's the death taxes and Cleveland stinks line from last year. It's it's not gonna happen. So whatever. Uh, I got nothing. I got nothing to add. Pittsburgh's gonna win. Lock it in. Then you know what else? Stay healthy, America.